Hi, this is Matt McClellan with the Grower Radio Network. I'm here today with Jack Peterson, Associate Director of the Arizona Department of Agriculture's Environmental Services Division. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm really good. Today, uh, Jack and I were going to talk a little bit about pesticide labels and why it's important for uh, even the most seasoned nurserymen to read the label and follow the instructions. Jack, uh, why is it really so important for even the, the more experienced horticulture professionals to read the pesticide label? Well, there, there's so much good information on the label. And just to quickly respond just to that question about why should even the experienced horticulturists look at the labels, the labels are always changing. And if people get into the habit of, you know, I've read this label a hundred times before, I know what it is, um, I know how to use it, you got to realize that products change. You can get brands that have they have similar names and actually the formulations can be different. And so the amount of active ingredient in there can be wrong. And so you could actually be misapplying that product even though you think that you're doing it correctly because based on your experiences from the past. Mm, okay. What would you say are some examples of some of that information that, that is often overlooked or that sometimes changes? Okay. Some examples that we've run into in the past is, you know, products or pesticide products are always going through a a registration review by the EPA and they're looking at are the appropriate risk mitigation measures on the label. And sometimes the product formulation changes the standpoint that there have been products that were general use that are now restricted use. And that's important for people to realize because then a person could actually, as a seller, could sell a product that's restricted use to somebody who isn't properly certified, and then the person could be using that product and they have not gone through the certification process. I know some people can look look at that as a technical problem, but I think um, other things that change as this goes along is the, the, there's specific sites on a label. You know, it tells you what crop or you can apply it on turf or indoor surfaces, even food handling areas, and you know, those will change. Okay. And as an applicator, I'm used to doing this and applying it here, and all of a sudden, oops, I don't have that use anymore. So that's really critical to pay pay attention to where you can actually use the material. When you're using a product, you know, it tells you how you're supposed to use it. And, and I know we deal with both agriculture and, and which I consider the nursery industry is agriculture. When you're spraying things, you want to get your biggest bang for your buck. And by mixing them wrong, you could be over-applying, which costs you money. Or the other thing is, if you're doing tank mixes, the label's going to tell you what tank mixes you can do when you're mixing more than one product with another one. One of the things that you need to worry about is, are they going to have some kind of an antagonistic impact on each other? So you could actually go and spray something that is ineffective because the two products kind of counteract each other. And labels tell you how to actually test at least for compatibility. And from a compatibility standpoint, that deals only with, you know, if you put the uh, two products in the containers that are going to congeal into some kind of mess that you then have to deal with. You know, and that's a bad thing. So again, look at the label for instructions on dealing with synergism, antagonistic effects, or just the compatibility of materials together. So compatibility is a, is a big factor to look into. Just uh, the amount that needs to be used, make sure that you're applying the right product at the right rate. Uh, that looks into whether or not the nope. concentration of the active ingredient is involved there as well, right? Correct. I mean, and that and that's you know these are these are almost background things, but the real important stuff, like you just mentioned, are on the label. You know, mm-hmm. how much of the material are you actually supposed to use? How how long between making an application to the next application do you have to wait? 
how many times can I apply this material? Sometimes it says you can't apply it more than twice in a year. If you're, you're having putting something out for sale, there are times it says there are restrictions on when that product should be, before people should be going into areas where the product has been applied if you're going to put, out the, put the materials out on the market. If you're using the, the same area, if you're in a nursery and you have an outdoor area where you're growing plants, sometimes you have to worry about putting another plant into that area because that product may have a toxic effect on it. So they will have what, what I call plant back restrictions that says don't plant certain things back in there for a certain time period because it potentially could be harmful to them. And then ultimately, you need to look at that label to see, will it control the pest? And again, the thing that's important to remember, the site for where you're using them, that pest site has to be on the label. And a pest wouldn't necessarily be on the label, but when you're using a material and when the pest isn't on the label, make sure you know that it's going to work. Because again, these things cost money and you want to make sure you're, you're doing what you want to do. Okay, very good. So... Uh, we talked a little bit about the sites, the the, the various hazards that are uh, available to some of the people, pets, environment, other types of dangers that could happen if the pesticide is uh, not properly applicated. Is there any other uh, critical information that uh, growers should take a look at on that label that we haven't covered? Sure. Another one that's really important in, in the nursery industry, of course, you have to deal with the worker protection standard. And, and Part of what's on the label is the personal protective equipment that you are supposed to be using when using these materials. You know, it may tell you that you're supposed to use a particular kind of respirator or a specific type of glove. And as employers, you're responsible to ensure that your employees have that. But more importantly, it's just for the general safety of the users to ensure that they're protecting themselves. And I always like to put it out there that you want to look at the label to tell you what it says to use because in Arizona, you say more is not necessarily better because when you're putting on the personal protective equipment and if you put on the Tyvek coverall and the apron and the boots and the gloves and all that stuff, it's it's hot. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, use what the label says you're supposed to use. They've, it's been, you know, gone through the registration process and that's, the, that's what you need to protect yourselves. Going along with that, if... Uh, unfortunately, there were some kind of an exposure incident. The label will also tell you what type of first aid should be taken if you have some kind of an accidental uh, splash on yourself or something like that or whether you need to seek medical attention. So the label gives you all that information. The labels give you a general idea of the relative toxicity of the material. That's based on a signal word, and there's there's either the caution, the warning, or danger, and, and it goes from, again, least toxic the caution up to the danger. I like to bring that up because as an employer, again, for your employees, that's something that can help you in making a decision in what products you use if you have two similar products, but one's perhaps less toxic, uh, has a has a has the signal word at a lower level. That might be something that's better for you to use for the safety of your employees. Excellent. Well, uh, we've got a lot of great tips now for things to look for, things that, that sometimes are overlooked on the on the pesticide labels. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, again, I've been uh, speaking with Jack Peterson, the uh, Associate Director of the Arizona Department of Agriculture's Environmental Services Division, about pesticide labels. Thank you again today for uh, taking the time to speak with us. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it.